everyone, welcome to 5 a.m. Voice. I'm your host, Will Compern, and today I'm here with Selma Ose and Aaron Davis. So Selma is a junior, junior at South Colony, and Aaron is a senior at Bethlehem Central High School. So guys, how you doing? Good. I'm doing all right. Great. So today we're going to be talking about the change mentally throughout your teenage years. So if everyone can just think back to like when on your 13th birthday, bright young teenager, and then maybe think back to uh, when, you know, currently or back to when you're 18, if you're not already. And just first off, just acknowledge that like that, there are some crazy moments in that time span. I mean, like, I'm guessing probably some of your best moments of your life happened during that time span. But, you know, that's not really what we're focusing on today. Today, we're focusing on more just like your dreams, right? So first off, I want to ask you guys just when you were 13, what were your, your like big life goals or your, your big dreams or whatever it was? Um, I wanted to be a doctor. It's, it's still the same. Um, like that, that was it. That was the only thing. It's just like med school. I have to do it. I have to get my degree. Yeah, I didn't even have any goals really as a 13 year old. Um, I just remember like short term goals. I, uh, I wanted to hang out with my friends on the weekends, you know, uh, get the get the best grades in middle school. Um, I don't know. I had a pretty boring life, if I'm being real with you. Like, <laughs> I don't. I don't think I thought that deeply about anything. I don't think I was that that concentrated on any one given thing. I was just very focused on like, I guess, being a good student, getting good grades in middle school for whatever reason. <laughs> So med school as a 13 year old. Wow. That is quite a big uh, step. What, what caused you to lean towards med school at such a young age? I mean, even now I'm terrified of med school and I'm not even going into (laughs) med school. So as a 13 year old, that's just crazy. Um, well, it's a goal I've had since I was like four (laughs) and And it wasn't really like me, it was more like my parents and like my aunts and uncles. They're like, yo, like you should go into this. And if, um, eventually I just like learned to love science and kind of normalized it because I, I thought I had, I, like arrogantly, I kind of thought I had everything that it took and it's still something I want to pursue. So like, I hope because I know it's really stressful. Like over the years, I've just, it's become more realistic that it's not going to be as easy as I thought it was going to be. So I hope like I can really go through it and come out the other side. So I know Aaron just said that he didn't exactly have any big dreams or anything, but it's interesting that you bring up grades, right? Because there's a joke that kind of goes around in my friend group that, oh, we all peaked in middle school, right? That was when 
we all had our best grades and all that stuff. So I think we're going to get to this later on, but just do you have any idea why like you were so focused on grades at that point? I mean, uh, you mentioned like you wanted to hang out with your friends and stuff. Uh, so obviously you weren't exactly lonely or anything. So I'm just curious, like, do you have any like ideas on why you just focus so much on grades and middle school grades in particular? Yeah, I've got, I've got plenty of ideas. Um, my main idea that I've thought about a lot since then and since, you know, this, this continued pretty far into high school um, before just totally bottoming out. But um, I think I was one of those kids when I was like five years old that was told like, oh, you're gifted. You know, you are one of the smart kids, so you are going to do well. Um, and so I had this idea of myself in my mind from a very young age as like a guy whose defining characteristic was being smart. And I was like, well, I have to live up to that. And I, I basically got, I wouldn't say all of my self-worth, but I would say a majority and definitely an unhealthy amount of my self-worth from school grades you know, just general ability to perform in school. And like, I think that that's just like really screwed up in the end, right? Because like, at a certain point, I was a 13 year old who was so tied to this image of myself as a smart person that like, I focused most of my life on living up to that image. And 13-year-olds, uh, there might be some debate here. I don't know how many 13-year-olds we have watching this show. But, like, when you're 13, you haven't really become, you know, fully, a, a, like, a, a developed human, right? You, you don't know a lot about yourself. You still have a long way to go in discovering that. And, you know, I'm 17 turning 18. I've definitely still got a long way to go there. So, like, to, to have that, like, concrete image in your head of, well, this is what you have to live up to as a 13-year-old is uh, pretty detrimental to the whole process. Just for clarification, so you said you wanted to live up to the expectations right? Was that expectation set by yourself or set by others? I think originally it was set by others, right? Because like, I didn't tell myself, oh, well, I'm, I'm just very smart. Originally, I wasn't like a four year old who thought that just of my own accord. Like pe people told me that. And that got built into my head. And at a certain point, because of that, it was my expectation I had set for myself. I wasn't like super pressured by anyone really, other than myself. Um, but I, I would argue that that's still like pretty equally unhealthy. Gotcha. So jumping forward to now, what what's your like big dream? What's your what your, what are your goals? Your your big goals right now as a sixteen or seventeen year old? Some you want to take this one first. Uh, sure. Um, like stay like stay stable, stay sane. 
I don't really know because I feel like school has taken so much from me, especially after last year. Sophomore year was rough, so I didn't really have time to relax or, like, kind of, like, get myself together after just, like, being absolutely murdered by, like, assignments and tests and stuff. So, like, I'm taking more difficult classes now, but I just want to, like, be able to do everything that I want to and, um, like, relax. So perform well in school and then, like, also, like, stay sane, I guess. Yeah, I respect that. Um, my big goal is a little more uh, insane um, in that uh, probably, I don't know, very, very, uh, very much a reach. But um, I want to just become a career musician. Um, and I'm sure we can get into the, the road that got me here later. But yeah, I've I've had a total shift in perspective since I was 13 and I've gotten like much more into all my music stuff, just the act of creating music. And uh now my goal is to just do that for a living. Gain a following from it hopefully. Staying stable, staying sane. I'm not going to lie. I don't exactly associate those two words with med school. (laughs) I kind of associate the opposite, actually. But So do those goals right now have any effect on, you know, even like a little thought in the back of your mind when you still think about med school? Are you like, I do want to say, you know, I don't want to go crazy in college, right? And it's definitely not going to be easy, especially with med school. So is that like any thought or are you just like, I want to say staying, but this is what I've wanted to do since I was four years old and nothing's going to stop me. Yeah. Um, I'm scared. Won't lie. Cause like, um, like I have cousins that have, they're, they're doctors now or they're in their residency and they don't really come out and like talk about the mental side of things because it's really easy to like fall into a depression when like colleges and your parents and colleges have so many expectations for you you're taking um weed out classes and like you have to study for your MCAT and get an internship or maybe a fellowship so um like I don't know I I definitely want to go to med school I want to try it out because like that's the only thing I've known really that I really want to do I really like science so, I mean, if it doesn't work out, it's fine. Like, I, <laughs> I'll just find something else I want to do with my life. As scary as, like, in itself, that's terrifying. But So, just want to give a quick little shout out. You can find Aaron at Aaron Davis on SoundCloud. Go listen to his stuff. He got a bunch of songs on there. They're all great. Go listen to them. So, you brought up being a career musician, right? That is your big goal right now. Um, that is a huge jump from wanting to get the best grades in middle school to wanting to become a musician, right? And so this kind of just brings us into our next question of how the heck did you get here? I mean, we're talking about jumping over like a mountain right now of 
goal sizes. So how did you get here? Yeah, I mean, it certainly uh, comes off as a mountain. And, and thanks for the plug, Will. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, what's really weird thinking about it is that, like, when you think about going up or down a mountain, you think of, like, a slope, you know, on either end. When I think of, like, how I how I came to this point of view or this goal, um, it's more like a bunch of sudden realizations over the course of time like huge steps that were just very sudden like I don't know revelations but I guess since I was 13 um you know there was definitely a lot of time that I was still stuck in the in the mindset of like fully fully tied to school and not not even for the sake of like an actual goal like Selma you have an actual goal um that's tied to education um you know med school you probably want to get a degree for that they probably wouldn't let you operate on people without one um but like my my uh my my goals for school were tied to nothing it was just competition 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 you know, I wanted to be the best. I wanted everyone to um, to respect me for that, um, which, you know, in hindsight, I feel like a, an asshole <laughs> for being so so tied to that for that specific reason. Um, but, you know, there were certain points along the way, like I've always had friends who were definitely not as tied to, to school for any reason as much as I was. Like, they would just go home and forget about it for a while, probably not do their homework, or, you know, they'd fail a test and be like, yeah, that's fine. I don't really care. And I always respected them for that, but I was always like, man, I, I could never do that. You know, I I don't I don't live that way. Um, you know, but then over the, over the course of time, you grow with your friends, and uh, and I was getting more and more friends who had that same kind of mindset. Um, and it, it just came to me over the course of some realizations that, like, you know, I respect these people a lot. Like, these people are amazing. These people are my friends. And I don't respect them because of school. That doesn't even factor into the equation. I respect them because they're good people. They're fun people, you know, I enjoy, I enjoy being around them. And so that was part of it, right? Coming to the realization that I didn't need to get my self-worth from school, really. You know, if I didn't think of anyone else in terms of their school performance. Um, and then, you know, another completely different part of it was that, like, school became way more stressful, as I got older and sometime toward the middle of junior year, which is more recent than I, I probably think. Um, I was simultaneously like getting more into, I was, I was starting to play the guitar. Um, I had been playing piano for a while before then. And I was, I was getting more into singing too, just as like a form of expression. Um, and I was getting away from that school mindset. And then, like, 
at one point there was like one specific night where I was just up late learning calc stuff. And I just thought to myself, wow, I don't care about this at all. This really, I have no connection to this material in any way. Like, I guess I could brag about my grades in this class, but I don't really want to do that because um, that's not really part of my self-image anymore. And also, I was doing worse in that class at that point. Um, and I think that's when I made my realization that, like, my main my main passion, like, the, the main thing that gave me fulfillment at that point had become music without me even realizing it. Like, it was so much more fulfilling than anything in school. I had so much more of a, a connection with it. And I, I realized that, like, my, my grandpa, who's, who's, a, who's like a play actor, he's been in some shows. Um, he once told me when I was, like, way younger that, like, you should never become any kind of artist unless you feel like you absolutely need to. Like, there's nothing else you can do. And I was sitting there that night, probably like 3 a.m., and that quote just popped up into my head, and I was like, well, shit. <laughs> I didn't think this would apply to me, but um, here I am. And uh, it's been going in that direction ever since then. So I have a question. Your friends are obviously very influential in this story, right? Um, really help you break out of that, you know, school is, I need school type of thought process. What What do you think would have happened if you didn't have your friends or your friends all cared about school? Do you think you still would have been in that mindset to this day? Or do you think music still would have come into your life and taken it over? You know, it's really hard to tell because like, I don't really believe in like, predestination or anything right so I don't think I was like destined to become a musician from birth and also I've been friends with these people for like a large portion of my life but I I do think if I had been friends with you know more more school focused people more like the AP kids that that whole clique um, I probably wouldn't have made that leap at any point I probably wouldn't have realized or maybe I wouldn't have even had the musical connection to um to to get to that conclusion um because there's definitely a huge culture of um of just this toxic competition that goes on in high school and all school really but like especially high school so if i had been more involved with that group i i would have probably never made that leap i, I would probably still be very into the whole competition game still. And Selma, so I know you have your dreams haven't exactly changed throughout the years, but I'm just wondering, is there anything that, you know, ever influenced you either made you seriously question if this was the right choice for you or made you seriously think like, this is literally a sign from whoever is up there and, like this is this is my destiny like this, this just confirms it this confirms my suspicions for the past 
16 years? Um, so last year I decided to, to like finish all my regents courses and I took physics and chemistry together. And I loved physics. Physics is just math. It's really straightforward. It's weird math, but at least it makes sense. And um, usually I do well in science classes. So like I ended up doing well in physics, but chemistry was like a whole other thing. I hated chemistry. That class sucked. Like it doesn't, um, I, I was taking too many classes. I was taking too many classes to like actually focus on the one that I was kind of struggling with. And even though I understood everything, I went to go sit down for tests or quizzes. And because my teacher was insane, she'd make like a test 10 questions and a quiz 10 questions too. So like you, if you get one wrong, like whatever, like your high grade is, it's like, it's gone. So, I mean, I mean, to me, at least it was gone. And like, I hated it. I hated it so much. And um, like, I ended up doing fine. I did well, but, and like, you have to go take OCHEM, which I've heard terrible, terrible things about in college. So I'm really excited, really excited to do that. So I don't know. If, if that was a sign, because I still love science, but I guess, I guess it was. Yeah, chemistry sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I can definitely yeah. attest to that. <laughs> I think we all can. So you mentioned something about your grades, right? And you said your tests and quizzes were 10 questions each and getting one wrong meant your good grade went away. So for me, at least in chemistry, if I got above a 65, I was very happy with that. <laughs> um, but it sounds like you're much more focused on, you know, maintaining that good GPA. Um, yep. Obviously so, because med school. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just curious. Like, I know that you were very intent on more Ivy Leagues, right? And yeah. I'm just wondering, like, are you still looking, are you still shooting for the Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford? Yeah, Stanford, MIT. Or are you looking more at like the, um, I don't know, literally anything else? Because honestly, those schools are kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want to go to an Ivy anymore, at least for undergrad. Um, I think school had a big part in it because... Um, like I was young and like my I was helping my parents fold laundry when I was three so I wasn't really helping and they asked me where I wanted to go to school and I said Harvard I didn't even know Harvard was a real place <laughs> to, to be quite honest so I kind of like put this idea in my head but from a young age like I was going to become a doctor I was like for sure going to go to Harvard like that was a given and then um eighth grade I was still really arrogant I was still really arrogant um and like I I rolled with the AP kids the honors kids I was the honors kid okay like <laughs> and I had like a reputation of like that's the girl that wants to go to an Ivy she's going to go to Harvard she's going to become like an amazing surgeon or whatever and um I don't know things just became real, more realistic as I was in elementary school, I didn't know how difficult college was going to be, but definitely taking AP courses and stuff just kind of helped me. And like being with those AP kids and like seeing how 
they function. I swear it's just like a cesspool of mental disease with those kids. Because like some of the things that they say and do, it's not okay. I'm curious to know both of your answers to this question. Um, I have some friends at my school and we were talking about colleges, right? And these guys are these guys are all applying to Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Stanford, MIT, all these places. And they're talking to me because, you know, I'm not saying I'm stupid, but I'm definitely not at that level of smart. <laughs> and they were all talking to me. And I was like, man, I'm kind of stressed out about the colleges I'm applying to. And they said, one of my friends told me that, man, my parents planted ivies in me at such a young age and anything less i'm just a failure in their eyes right and i'm curious to know your answers to that kind of idea that parents put into your head like because obviously parents want their kid to be the next uh trillionaire trillion billion million whatever heir, and they do this by sometimes just planning like if you don't have a 5.0 unweighted GPA and don't get into Harvard with a full ride scholarship, like you're nothing to us. And I'm pretty sure your answer is going to be similar, but I just want to know, like, what do you guys think about that? Um, so my parents did that to me and um, like, they obviously have like really high standards for me, but I think they were like, no, you have to shoot for Harvard because like they want me to do well. And that, that's like really nice of them, but it's it's awful, honestly. Um, like going back to Aaron, what Aaron said, they kind of like put a mindset of you like you are a gifted child, and like you could do anything you put your mind to. But then again, like that can that can do so many things to you, like um, give you terrible test anxiety, like your grade goes down a point, and you're just like you're in shambles. So no, I don't think that kind of mindset is helpful at all. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Sorry, were you gonna say something else? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So Salma, I think we definitely had different um parental standards. We've we've definitely talked about this before, but like Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My parents um were generally like pre- pretty pretty good about all that. Um at least in the case of like not being the ones to implant the the whole toxic mindset in me. Although there were definitely like a lot of years where I also thought like, Oh, I'm going to go to Harvard or Columbia or whatever. Um, And I'm sure if you went back in our group chat, you would find me saying stuff like that. Um, But it was never because of my parents, I don't think. Like, they really never put pressure on me for that. Especially my dad. Like, he was always, like, a pr- pretty much a straight B student. Went to went to SUNY Albany um, for, for undergrad and grad. And was pretty happy with that. So he's always been, like, pretty firmly in the place of, like, you know school isn't everything you you really don't have to you don't have to be um you know a straight a student you don't have to set super high expectations for yourself and uh 
what I will say about that is that the the toxic mindset of competition at school made me um, made me translate that for years into like, oh, my dad is just kind of dumb, um, which in hindsight is very uh, that that was a very dumb take on my part, because <laughs> um, I don't think my dad is dumb. Um, as a matter of fact, I think he was right about that. And I think um, as much as like now, now that my grades have been slipping, uh, both both of my parents have been a little worried. They haven't like disowned me or anything. And I'm really, I'm really grateful for that. Um, I think I would put most of the blame on this, you know, mindset on both just like school culture in general and me. But yeah, that's what I'd say about that. Yeah, and my parents are like really weird about, are really weird about grades because they immigrated here. So it's kind of like, well, because I told them about my schedule for this year. And they're like, well, dude, that's a privilege. I didn't get to take those classes when I was in Africa. And I was like, oh, but. (laughs) (laughs) And, but they don't check my grades like at all. Like occasionally they'll be like, yo, like check out, like open up your Aspen. But they don't, they don't know that you can set up an account. And I'm not going to tell them <laughs> that you can. <laughs> but um, they don't, they don't check my grades. They kind of just assume that I do well. Like I do, maybe not as well as I want to, but like enough. They're like, yeah, like dude, that's fine. It's not Harvard. It's, it's Johns Hopkins at best, but we'll live with that. Johns Hopkins at bet. That's still like, insanely what, good. What, 100, 101? Yeah, no, it needs to be like 150. And it's like, dude, that's fantastic. Right. It's just never enough. <laughs> All right. So we're kind of wrapping up here, but I'm definitely, I'm interested in both your answers to this, but definitely more interested in Selma's answer. So We've talked about this a lot this episode, but I'm going to say it again. You've had the idea of med school since like four years old. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, how do you stay motivated to to continue reaching for that dream? You know, it's like, sure, I've had like dreams that have lasted, you know, years. Right. But there at some point, I'm just like, I just can't do this anymore. Like this is never going to work out for me. Like the doubt creeps in the, you know, just terrible thoughts just about whatever dream I have. Like, it's not possible. It's never going to happen. All this stuff. So how do you stay motivated to, you know, keep on pushing for this goal you have? Bro, I don't know. (laughs) know. (laughs) Um, I've had the same goal for such a long time. Honestly, I feel like my motivation has gone down as things have become like, I I'm applying to college next year which is insane and that I've been like hyped up to that since I was like a toddler I'm like that's actually going to happen um I think it's just because like I've normalized it for so long and I I like science so I'm I'm fine with like wasting 10 years of my life to like help people because like uh, like that's I like medicine but that's that's why I want to go into it but it's it's like a really stressful job but the end of the day you get to help people and make them feel better 
So I guess that's also motivating me to like continue to go on. But like if that doesn't work out, dude, I'll just become a teacher. Like <laughs> you said uh, I forget the age, but you've been basically hyping yourself up for applying to college for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess this isn't exactly the same thing, but ever since I was 12, I was hyping myself up to drive. And honestly, it just made it the entire like process a lot easier for me. You know, even when I was messed up, like one time I was trying to parallel park and I literally just drove up onto the sidewalk. That was kind of embarrassing. But, you know, even when I would mess up, I was just always so excited to drive. I I was like, I'm not going to let this one thing like stop me. And what... Like, would you say, like, it's also true for you when it's, like, even when, like, you take an L on a test or something, like, you're so excited for something you've been hyping yourself up for so long, you're just kind of, like, I'm not going to let this one thing stop me, you know? It's, like, like, sure, it could, but, like, you know, I've spent 10 years on this, waiting for this, and I'm not going to let this one thing end that dream. Or is it something else? No, that's perfect. That's a perfect analogy. Um, I'm excited to apply to college. I'm scared, but I'm really excited because I'm um, like uh, I was really I really had like terrible tunnel vision. I'm like at Harvard, like that's that's it. And like when I kind of like shifted mindsets in eighth grade, became more realistic. I'm like yo, like um, an Ivy isn't the only like I don't know benchmark for success. It's like I could go anywhere. And I mean, I hope my grades are good enough and my extracurriculars and stuff. Like I can, I can really go anywhere and do anything I want. So I'm excited to get there. And Aaron, so I know you mentioned that you didn't really have any real motivation for getting good grades. It was just kind of like, you know, something you did, something that you just wanted to do, but there was no real attachment to it. And then obviously with the music, it's, uh, you mentioned that it's basically your passion, right? Um, And so I guess it's a little bit easier for, you know, knowing that it's your passion to stay motivated to push for those goals. But like, I have to imagine there are some days where it's like, everything you make just sounds terrible. And like, you just can't get out of this, like, whatever is the equivalent of writer's block for music and just i i have to imagine there has to be some some doubt in your mind at some point even though you know like this is what you want to do right and how do you get past that well listen um in my experience of being a musician that is most days you know uh i uh I've been working on an album for, you know, si- since May at this point. It's December now. Um, I've, I've come up with like maybe five, six, seven, if I'm being generous, songs that I'm like really, really happy with. And, you know, I've only recorded three or four of them fully. Um, so, like, it's most days, you know? But what's different about this you know, with school, it was always about competition. Like, oh, I have to have to do better than all of these other people. You know, whatever. The motivations were were kind of uh, very, uh, what's the word? Surface level. I don't know. 
something like that. You know, with music, it's it never feels like I, I guess it never feels like I'm pushing towards something for the sake of anything other than I enjoy pushing toward it. Like I, I get up every single morning and I don't really think to myself, oh, I have to make music today. I have to work on this. I have to, I have to go do this. I, I do it because I get up in the morning and I'm like, wow, you know, I might not have motivation for anything else right now, especially during quarantine. Like it's been really hard to get motivation for a lot of things, but like I'll get up and I'll just play an instrument or I'll sing or, or do both or maybe record whatever I'm thinking of at that moment. And it's just, even when it sucks, it's better than like anything else because I'm making something, something's coming out of my brain, going into my ears and going into other people's ears. And there's something about that that's just like so amazing to me that like even when it sucks, it's still the best thing in the world. And I don't know, I don't know. It's hard to lose motivation when there's something like that. Yeah, and honestly, I'm a little jealous that you found something like that because I'm searching, man, but I just haven't found anything yet. <laughs> so we're running a little bit low on time now, and I just have one final question for the both of you. And I can set the scene a little. So in the future, once a year, everyone in the world gathers at a huge stadium and listen to the, the world's best speakers or whatever. And you have been invited to say the opening words. And so you're on stage. You're staring at, I don't know, probably at this point, like 8.5 billion people. And the stage is yours. So what are you saying? The whole world is an audience. Everyone is listening. Don't look for happiness where you lost it. Damn. <laughs> All right, now I got to follow that up. <laughs> Next to be you, parent. Right. I'm going to quote uh, my grandpa, right? So do not become any sort of artist unless you feel like that's the only thing you can possibly do. Um, but, but I'm going to add my own part right? If that's the only thing you can possibly do, don't try to do something else because you feel like you could never do that. Just keep going at it. Keep trying. Because eventually, if if that's the only thing you feel like you can do, you're going to do it. And you're going to do it well. Well, there you have it, guys. So again, this has been Aaron and Selma. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. This has been awesome. Yeah. And with that, I will see you guys all in the next episode. Bye. <laughs>